lovely listeners and welcome back to speak on it i'm julia i'm emily and we're back we're so sorry that it took so long to get this together but we've both both been pretty busy little girls recently yeah it was like i feel like i don't know if i'm the only one that felt this way but i was cruising along like quarantine got me used to this lifestyle where i didn't have to do anything and then all of a sudden it was like bam responsibility back again oh yeah everything happened all at once like every responsibility that quarantine took away it graciously bestowed back upon us this past week exactly what a fun little surprise um how has your week been emily to be honest not great but you know it's okay we're holding in there what about you um well well so i started college this i started college yesterday and i am in the thick of my classes right now it is week one baby and everything is already tough so like how is it because i haven't started i start like september 7th or something like that so i'm like curious like is it crazy are you in like lecture hall size classes right now what's the deets what's going on okay i'm gonna give you a full rundown right here so the program that i'm doing at my school right now is basically a six-week accelerated program that's only a freshman and we have class basically every day and it's around 12 units of work and it's really hard Like, I'm taking two classes and an honors seminar and then, like, a required seminar. And both of my classes are in things that, one, I've already learned, my calculus class, or stuff that I already kind of know about, my Greek myth class. But there's so much reading, and it's going at such a fast pace that I, like, even though I've already learned it, I know that I have to keep up with the reading and with the lectures because... I don't want to get too cocky and feel like I know everything and then have the tests pull up and be like, oh, my God, what is all the stuff that we've just learned? Mm -hmm. So the structure of what's happening right now is I have two, like, I'm just going to call them classes of around my biggest class is 250 people. Oh, my God. And then my other class is around 100. And then we meet we meet in those classes every single day. And then we have sections which is basically little study groups. And those are only around 20 people and a TA. And we meet um, twice a week. And those are actually really nice. So yeah, and one of my classes is asynchronous. So I can watch the lecture videos at any time that I want, Mm. uh, which is kind of nice. But it's, it's really hard trying to adjust and figure out how to plan my time. Like I had an 8 a.m. lecture today or I had an 8 a.m. section and even though I wake up at 7 normally, for some reason, my body decided to wake up at 7.45 this morning. Okay. Even though I've been waking up at 7 every single day for the past like two months. So that was a fun little scramble. Um, Yeah, it's actually, it's really interesting and really fun and I honestly like these classes better than most of my high school classes, but it's really, really difficult. So are the classes you're taking right now part of that schedule that I you previously showed me? Or is this like a pre-program? 
this is a pre-programmed. Technically, it's not like it's not part of the. Well, it is. I started a summer quarter early. I started a quarter early, basically. Okay. So all the classes I'm taking go towards like GEs and stuff. Mm. But that. yeah, this is a way more accelerated program. The my fall schedule, on the other hand, I have all of my classes, 12 units worth of classes on Monday and Tuesday. And then I don't have any classes on any of the other days. That's still, I can't believe that you maneuvered that. I I finessed so hard. Yeah, that's crazy. I thought I was really doing something with giving myself no class on Friday. And then you're like, well, listen to this. Listen up. Listen up. Like, watch and learn, baby. No, I'm really excited for, like, all my classes. But it is a lot of work given that I was doing, like, nothing for the past two weeks like or for the past two months actually yeah that's what I'm kind of nervous for so I'm like both and now I'm like trying to like enjoy this time but this time has not been enjoyable so I'm like oh no yeah like a week ago I was like oh my gosh like I don't want to spend any time with my parents like I see them too much and I swear to god I haven't talked to my parents in two days because I haven't I've been so busy I mean, honestly, I'm kind of like in that first mood you were talking about right now where I feel bad because I'm just like, I don't want to see people like I don't want to go do things. And there's been like stuff popping up in like my family where we've been like seeing each other a lot. And I'm like, I love you all so much, but I would like to go on a little retreat by myself and just not like talk to anyone for a while because I'm like, I know I'm going to be drained from having to take classes and like this constant interaction leading up to that is like not it. Yeah. So wait, you've been cleaning out your grandma's house, right? Yeah. What is the story behind this? So basically my grandma, she had like a bit of a fall. She's recovering now, but she's been in the hospital and I love my grandma dearly, but she's retired. So like her main activity is online shopping, but Mm it's led to a bit of a situation where there's like boxes everywhere in her house and stuff. So we've been like going through it. And like, on the one hand, initially it was like, Oh, this is kind of interesting. Like we were just like going through it and we we're like, Oh, look at like old family photos or like, look at this cool jewelry. Like at first it was like kind of interesting. You were like, Oh, okay. But then like it got to that point of cleaning where you realize in your attempt to organize, you've just made a bigger mess. And I think it was that point that broke me because me and my, okay, this is a side note, but have you taken your Enneagram test before where it's like your type one through nine? Uh, Yes, I'm a three, I believe. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So I'm a type one. And so a big thing of that is like perfectionism and like having stuff to be clean. So like, I've had a really hard time accepting that in our attempts to clean, we've made a bigger mess. So yeah, that's been a real fun thing. But I remember the type three is like the overachiever, right? And the gold getter. Yeah. yeah. Totally me. It's totally yeah. me. Um, that in other funny. news, I got a Twitter today. Oh yes. Because I thought to myself, like, I feel like my little quotes are kind of iconic and I feel like I'm a <laughs> that sounds so vain. I'm so sorry. But I feel like I have Twitter-esque humor. Yeah. And I feel like my tweets would be really funny. 
but I'm too scared to tweet anything because I'm scared that it might accidentally be problematic and that my like future employer is going to find me. Like my favorite tweets ever, my favorite videos on YouTube are BuzzFeed's thirst tweets. And <laughs> sometimes I feel myself thinking that way and like wanting to pen a thirst tweet, but it would be so embarrassing if I was interviewing for like Apple and they were like, so we heard that you were obsessed with this man's abs. Why don't you tell us about this tweet from September 2020? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I know what it says. And I know you know what it says, but I'm not going to acknowledge it. I don't. That segment. <laughs> Okay, so we don't have a plan for this episode or a topic for this episode. So we are going to talk about something today that we accidentally did. And it's honestly something we should have done sooner. We swapped TV shows. I watched Schitt's Creek. Yep, and I watched Community, or at least three episodes of it. And I watched the first season of Schitt's Creek. And now we are going to review them and tell each other how much we liked our gifts. Emily, share with me your experience on community. Okay, so first of all, I get why it's like kind of in a similar vein to like The Office or like Parks and Rec. Like I definitely get those vibes, but I also get what you're saying about it being like a little like more offbeat in a way, which I do appreciate. I also, it took me, like, a hot second because I was staring at, I can't remember his name. It's, like, Pierce or something. Pierce, yeah. Yeah, he's Chevy Chase. And it took me forever to realize because, like, my family watches National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation every year for Christmas. Like, it's a hallmark of our Christmas. And so I was like, who, like, why does this man look so familiar? And then I eventually was like, oh, my God, that Chevy Chase. I was like, he has really changed in his appearance as of between filming those National Lampoon Vacation movies and this TV show. But other than that, I'm enjoying it. I need, like, more time. Like, I just haven't had a lot of time to be watching it. But definitely I could see it being one where once I'm, like, in the rhythm of watching it, it will be hard to stop. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you why I like it and why I wanted to share it with you so bad. Everyone knows The Office. Everyone loves The Office. Someone once said the loving the office is not a personality trait. And I stand by that. But loving community is. And let me tell you why. Community is about a band of misfits. And let me say one thing, first of all. If this thing came out in 2019 instead of 2009, there are some things that would definitely not yeah. be allowed to air. And yeah. Emily, you will see this at the end of season one with the name of a specific dance that you will come to, you will come to know. And there are some things about this show that definitely would not be okay today. But I love that the diversity of the group, I love that they all kind of play off each other and they have like great humor that comes in and out. They have outrageous tropes for these episodes. We will see 
um, one trope throughout the seasons is the paintball episode. Those are my favorite episodes. They're so funny and so good. And it's just so, it's not pure. It's just (laughs) so funny and kind of raunchy and like you said, really offbeat. And it's a type of humor that I wish there honestly was more of. Yeah, I definitely think like, just like listening that, I feel like this is like, I feel like Gen Z got into the office, but not to the point that millennials did. I could see this being Gen Z's The Office because I think we're a little, we're a little odder. Like we've got a little bit of a dark sense of humor. We've grown up in a tough world. We couldn't graduate because of a global pandemic. Like these things mean we're going to find certain things a little more funny, but I definitely get what you mean by saying like with certain aspects. Cause like just when I was watching it, they had like an episode where, um, they were trying to, like, basically... Well, I can't remember anyone's name. I'm at that point in the show where I don't know their name. But Britta was talking about, like, the situation in Guatemala with the journalists. Mm-hmm. And then the two other girls were, like, so excited to throw a protest. And they were like, we're going to have brownies. And, like, we're going to do this. And I was like, hmm. See, I get where they're coming from. But I do not think someone would okay that move today. Yeah. Like, the humor that Community has gives me twinges of tiktok humor Mm -hmm. like the type of bits that are on community are like tiktok bits like they they stink of the same musk (laughs) i would say definitely all right so what have your thoughts been surrounding Shit's creek the show i feel like i was sliding up on your story i was like joy you have to watch Shit's creek so i'm so curious to hear your thoughts about this one Okay, so I I finished the first season of Schitt's Creek, and I'm not even going to lie. It started out slow for me because I don't know why, but I hate, like, I hate the trope of, like, a rich person learning how to be poor. Like, that's just not the trope for me. I find it kind of irritating in general, um, but this – I so I watched about four episodes – when you told me to watch them, I was like, okay, like, this is pretty funny. I like get what she sees in it. But then I I couldn't binge it. And I think this was also because I was finishing new girl around the same time. Mm -hmm. And also because I was recommended community in the same (laughs) snap. So thank you, Abby Rivers. Um, so then I stopped watching it for a little, I watched a couple episodes here and there. And then last night, for some reason, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Shit's Creek. This looks like something I would be into. I watched episodes 6 through 13 mm-hmm. last night. I watched it so fast and I think it's so funny. And it's not like, it's not funny in the same way that Community is, where it's kind of like raunchier and like dumber. Yeah. This is funny like it's naturally funny like it doesn't try hard to be like funny and it's just a light-hearted easy watch mm-hmm. and I feel like the characters are easy to get invested in because I feel like I'm reminded of all of them in some type of way like I'm reminded of myself in every one of them kind of mm-hmm. and the plot is just kind of like the plot isn't tricky and it's not non-existent. It's just an easy, good watch. And it makes my heart feel happy. 
Yeah, I think that's definitely the thing. Like, I had a similar thing where I tried to watch it, and I was like, not for me. But I think what happens with that show is instead of them being like, here's a gimmick, or here's, like, an outright joke, kind of like Community does, they have, like, they definitely take their time in the first couple episodes being like, here are the characters, here are the quirks. And then it's more like, what situations can we throw these, like, really outrageous characters in? that will be funny and it like works really well in the long run but I definitely think they were kind of playing a long game with that setup but I just like I feel like that show has become like a security blanket for me because even the other day when I was watching community I was like so I would really like to go rewatch this episode of Shit's Creek but I'm gonna do it for Julia and I'm gonna watch community and while I'm like really liking community now I definitely see Shit's Creek becoming my show where I'm like I'm sad I'm gonna go like rewatch my favorite episode yeah, like, community is, like, it is for sure gimmicky and, like, really, like, we use, we keep using offbeat, but it's so true. Like, it's, it hits you with humor and it's the type of show where you'll literally, like, laugh out loud. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. I just, like, screech because something <laughs> is so funny to me on community. But Shit's Creek is, like, it is, it reminds me of like just a life that is joyful mm-hmm. like when you're going through life and just everything is kind of funny and kind of like you're bumbling and it's it's just it reminds me of a happy life yeah it's kind of funny and joyful and comical and but it's just happy and simple and I really really like that <laughs> Also, I realized we didn't even recommend this show to each other, but we should discuss Dairy Girls. Oh, we should discuss Dairy Girls. Um, We both watch Dairy Girls. It's this Irish TV show about this group of girls in Derry, Ireland in the 90s when there's like the Civil War. And it's so ridiculously funny and stupid. And I don't even know. Go for it. Describe it. How do you feel? I mean, so I stumbled across that show, like, I was just looking for something to watch. It's definitely a quick watch, like, it doesn't take long. I really, like, find myself relating to Erin in that character, in that show, which, like, is probably not the best thing, but she just, like, tries so hard to plan out everything. Like, she plans out how they're going to get jobs in one episode, and, like, in another, she plans out how they're going to get to a concert, and, like, the way it just keeps messing up, like, something in my soul just really relates to that. But what I find funny in that show is that while it is, like, about, like, teens growing up in Ireland in the 90s, the elements of humor about them going to, like, a Catholic high school, I feel like we both went to a Catholic high school, one that obviously wasn't as, like, traditional as the one they go to, but, like, certain elements of them, like, going to, like, assemblies or stuff like that, I was, like, that just, like, hits home, especially after we, like, kind of had our high school career ended abruptly I was like wow remember those days yeah I mean the part that I really like about it is how their friend group functions and each character is so specific and like sure I feel like that they all work together so I mean obviously not functionally because that's like (laughs) what makes the show so funny but the humor that comes out of these situations just because of who the characters are is divine it's so good yeah also sister michael is like who i aspire to be like i aspire to like not 
care what anyone Sister thinks and speak my mind like that. Freaking Michael. Yes. The other thing I want to point out is the haircut from season one James to season two. That haircut and the jean jacket that he wears in the first episode was a cultural reset. Whoever did that deserves a reward. I don't even care what it is. If it's money or like a trophy, they deserve something. A++ summa cum laude (laughs) master's degree perfection chef's kiss. Yeah. Also, (laughs) I remember I was like really into it. I think I watched it junior year. I don't know when I watched it. I watched it when season two had just come out. But I was, like, really into it. And I was like, Mom, you should watch it. We were, like, cleaning the kitchen or something. And I put on an episode. And she was like, what are they saying? Oh, I, I watch it with subtitles. So do I. Because, like, I feel like now I've watched them enough that, like, I know what's happening. But sometimes if you watch it with subtitles, I'll, like, pick up on jokes. I never would have without yeah. them. Or, like, the Waynes. Yeah. Yeah, just certain words they say. I didn't even realize they were swearing half the time because of how they say the swear words. Yeah, it's like, I don't even know if it would translate if we said it on here, like, feckin'. Yeah, or like, deck. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, I was like, I don't understand what's happening. Okay, now that we're kind of on the topic, we thought it would be fun to sell each other and sales pitch our favorite things at the moment to each other. Yeah. Would you like to begin, Emily? Okay. So since we're like talking about shows, I am going to throw out, I am aware that you have watched a couple episodes of Drag Race, but I believe it is worthy of your time to either find some of the seasons on demand, find some of like the YouTube series they produce, or find seasons one through five are free with Amazon Prime. Because... I feel like it's a really good quarantine show in that it's reality TV, so aspects of it are both entertaining and mindless. Like, it's one of those things you don't have to think too hard. Yes, they are fighting over wigs. Yes, you're just going to accept that that's a little dumb, but also it means the world to them. Like, it's one of those things where you kind of just got to accept that the logic is, like, a little flawed there. Um, But I would also say it's really entertaining because, one, like, the runway is very reminiscent of, like, America's Next Top Model, like Project Runway, like if you were ever really into one of those, it's good for that. And then also, I feel like especially, well, arguably in the like earlier seasons, it was pretty like revolutionary. But now they use like one of the um, runways this past season, um, one of the queens did a like Black Lives Matter-esque thing for her like American tribute and like there's been other moments where they really use their positions to make like political stances or like spread like inclusivity. And then like on season nine, there was like a moment where Peppermint was one of the first like openly trans queens, I believe, that was like trans during her time on the show. So like just for that, it's also like very relevant. You can feel like culturally, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It has both cultural relevance and like absolute absurdity. Plus, knowing you, you love a good meme. You love a good, like, Twitter moment. And there are so many just thrown in that show randomly that I feel like you would get a kick out of. 
That I do. I love a tour moment. And I I have watched a little bit of Drag Race and I do really, really like it. But I really need to get into it more because I want to like cult stan Drag Race like I stand America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. Like I loved America's Next Top Model when it was on. So I actually really do need to get into Drag Race. I I personally like watching it for their makeup. Yeah, and, like, there's this aspect, I feel like there's kind of, like, there's a lot of aspects to it, so you could get into it for, like, comedy, you could get into it for fashion, makeup, like, for, like, a cultural moment, like, there's a lot going around that you can, like, kind of take what you need from it, you know? Yes. Okay. Wait, what are you saying? What are you going to sell me on today? Okay. I have... One thing, but it might turn into many things. <laughs> Three words. I'm trying to count the letters right now to make it dramatic. You know what? Three words. <laughs> Call her daddy. Okay, wow. It is a podcast. And it's technically like a comedy podcast. They also go into like some little saucy little details but personally, the reason why I listen to it is because the advice, especially in the earlier episodes, the advice that they give on how to deal with men is so <laughs> incredibly toxic and crazy <laughs> that I know, like, I will ne- like, this is advice for the nines and tens of the world. I... A a lowly six, uh, maybe a seven, if we get there on a good day, will never, ever have the need to use this advice because I couldn't even bag a man this crazy. Like, these girls, these hosts are, like, dating athletes. I could not even date a high school athlete. So... The I just love, like, thinking about what my life would be as a 10 and <laughs> listening to this crazy, crazy advice and being glad that I'm not learning it hard the hard way firsthand. But on top of that, I just love podcasts in general. Um, Obviously, I made this. We made this. Mm-hmm. A couple others that I recommend, recommend are The Tripod and You Can Sit With Us. They're both from the Try Guys. I've been watching the Try Guys since I was like in sixth grade. They're so funny. Um, I've also been getting really into like podcast ones that talk about like they have ones of all different types of themes. They have spooky ones about secret societies. They have mystery ones about um, like unsolved murders and, you know, ghosts. And then they have there's this one that I got really into that's called Family Ghosts. That, like talks about family mysteries and it is the craziest thing I've ever heard and I just love podcasts like all types of podcasts like you should get on that you can learn so much there are comedy ones there are really educational ones one that I highly suggest is White Lies you also listen to that mm-hmm. one it's so incredibly eye-opening and it really important I think to listen to like in a time like this um yeah that's what I got actually go ahead I was gonna say if we're we're in if we're on Spotify already 
let's move into music okay what is some music that one album or one song or something that you want to sell me on okay so i'm proposing something that i know is not normally in your wheelhouse because from being in the car with you from like hearing your music i know you tend to listen to like more upbeat music like more like hype you up music well I am the queen of indie pop music here to tell you about the majesty that is Phoebe Bridger's album, Punisher. I knew you were going to say that. And I have good reasoning behind this. And that is because it is the quarantine album. Like Taylor Swift gave it a go. Folklore, she gave it an attempt. But you cannot take that crown away from Phoebe because... The reason why I think her music, like, just really resonates with me is that she writes about, like, she's not out there, like, living a call-her-daddy life where she's, like, doing extravagant things or, like, doing something I can't relate to. She has, like, one song where she's, like, there's no place to, like, my room. And I'm, like, wow, same, not leaving my room. None of us are. And I think just in general, like, as we're all being forced to kind of sit still and, like, reflect on ourselves her music is like perfect for that and it's one of those where I can listen to it time and time again and like pick up on something new so if you're looking to really just get in your quarantine feels one day that is the album I recommend also the last track on that album is just like a masterpiece in general kind of apocalyptic but a masterpiece nonetheless amen I actually (laughs) added that to my like radio list on spotify just now wow because i i feel like i'm gonna give it a shot if i can give folklore a good fair chance i will give that a good fair chance yes since we're reaching out of our comfort zone here i know that you're the queen of indie pop Mm -hmm. and i would consider myself no that's not a good way to say it i really like r&b And I want to talk to you about another cultural reset of 2020, girl. And that is Kalani's album, It Was Good Until It Wasn't. This album has everything. It has the, like, booty popping in the club, like, type deal. It has the angry, I hate you, like, why are you tripping type music. It has, like, I'm a serene goddess. It has, like, I'm kind of sad, but I'm kind of into it. Like, ooh, it has all the vibes. And it has, you know, like, some talking. The lyrics are, I feel like, great. And they're very specific. And they really put you in, like, a chill, like, I don't know. It makes me just want to lay by the pool. Um, Separate note. I've been so into this song. One of my friends put put me onto this song. And it is Maude Latour's One More Weekend. And Emily, I feel like you really like this. It <laughs> is such a banger. And it reminds me, it, it gives me the feeling like I'm going off to college. Mm. And that's the, that's the feeling that I really want to feel right now. I feel it's like upbeat and so like, kind of saying goodbye but also like I don't know it's just so good and it has such a good beat and it's kind of disco it's kind of indie 
it's Ew. it makes you want to jump and she's like an emerging artist and i'm just obsessed okay i added that song and kalani's album to like my little like i don't know i just like like the songs and then go through them that's kind of yeah. it but on the topic of spotify real quick my spotify playlists you have to agree are like immaculately organized this is they my are one supreme thing i'm proud of in my life they are absolutely supreme. I let let me tell you, your the your Spotify is how some people's tumblers look. Yeah, that's true. It's basically my Tumblr, but not. Oh, your your Spotify is immaculate. It's so good. I love somehow your how take me through how you come up with your playlist names. Okay. So for some of them, I'll do a song or if they're based on like a show or something, I'll like do a quote from that. For example, I forced Monica, if she's listening to this, to watch Call Me By My, Call Me By Your Name with me. And so then I like made a playlist. And so I used like a quote from the movie in that. For other ones, I don't know. I just take them for songs or they just pop up in my brain. But what I've realized is I don't realize like how many playlists I have until I like go back because freshman year I made like a playlist where I just basically went through and added every single song I know so I can't bring myself to delete them because this first one is 37 hours and 37 minutes long and then the one I updated is 62 hours and 32 minutes long I never listened to them but I can't bring myself to delete them whoa yeah my favorite uh title ever ever of yours Mary Magdalene. How take me through this process? Okay. So first off, on that playlist, I put a lot of Banks and FK Twigs. Who FK Twigs, I'm not sure if you'd like her, but that's one of her song titles. You I might... have listened to FK Twigs, yeah. Okay, because I feel like she's a little more R and B. Banks, I feel like you would really like. Like I just envision that for you. Like it has a good blend of like kind of those witchy vibes but also like r&b yeah so that's kind of the process and then the photo is from pinterest as are all these photos yeah Ooh, here's a fun little bit we go to each other's spotify's and ask what we were feeling when we made that playlist okay so let me find your spotify let's see here Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I already know the backstory behind this one, but I still love your box of chocolate one. Like, I think that's, like, genius. Oh, yeah. I love my box of chocolate one. Basically, box of chocolates is my my random playlist because you never know what you're going to get. It has everything. This place has everything. <laughs> It has My Boy by Billie Eilish. It has Someone in the Crowd from La La Land. It has It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. It has All I Want from Olivia Rodrigo. And it has, what else does it have? Um, All for Love by Madison Beer. Any Kind of Guy by Big Time Rush. Man Down by Rihanna. Um, You Make Me Feel by Cobra Starship, baby. And it also has Adele. (laughs) 
Wow. You when you shuffle that, you never know what you're gonna get because everything is on. It's all of it all at once. <laughs> okay. So as for mine that I'm like questioning, like what's going on here? What is this F. Scott Fitzgerald moment? Okay. F. Scott Fitzgerald, I actually should get into this. I have been thinking recently, and I one of my big life goals is I really want to write a book. And I've been doing some pre-writing, and I have kind of an idea in my head that's like, semi-personal but also like projecting a little bit like it's a pretty personal experience and kind of exploration of these characters but it needs a little oomph so (laughs) I put all the songs that make me feel a lot of things that either Hmm. have like story or make my heart hurt or are just so profound or tell like a story that I kind of like want to get into the mode of and it makes me like all of these songs have story and like a lot of feeling and like a very distinct like theme and like snapshot of like someone's life and Mm -hmm. I put them all in one place to hopefully put me in a place where I can write and kind of execute this idea that I'm kind of going for. I like that. I like the using it as like an inspiration. I feel like I could definitely see like writing a book like that's very much your MO. I have always wanted to write a book. I probably have so many like random like five pages of an idea I got really into for a moment. But I just like can't commit because I get like so fixated on like one idea but then I never have the ending figured out. (laughs) And they often say you should know the ending before you start writing. Therefore, my career as a writer has been continuously stunted. Yeah, like my issue is I like things come to me in kind of like snapshots. Like I feel like I'm a very visual thinker. Like it's easy to express myself and how I'm feeling and like how things are through like metaphors to other people like I don't know that's just easy for me but there's this one quote that JK Rowling said that the idea of Harry Potter sprang to her fully formed and I think that that really intimidates me like from a writing perspective that like I don't have all these things figured out and it's also hard because like another piece of advice I hear about writing is like to write what you know and Mm -hmm. I want to tell all these stories, but I only have lived one. And it hasn't been very long. So it's like, I'm very intimidated, but I'm trying to like, I've had a lot of emotional talks with my dad over quarantine. I'm reading this really good, like self-improvement book right now. And I'm really trying to like, get past that and just go for it and just word vomit onto a page and see if it's good. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, like, I just want to go for it because it's something I've always wanted to do. So. Did we want to discuss some book recommendations or did we want to go right into a new little segue moment? Let's do some book recs and then go into this. 
I feel like the listeners deserve a long episode since we made them wait a really long time. That is true. Okay, so do you have a book rec? I do. So I was trying to think because I've actually read a lot in quarantine. Like I didn't think I had. And I was like, oh, wait, we've been through here since March. Like I have. But I feel like I'm the type of reader where I like get into a book and I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay up and finish it. And then I go like two weeks without reading. But one book that I really enjoyed was Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay. And the reason why I enjoyed it is because I feel like a lot of books that I've been like trying to read about like social justice and about like feminism and about like racial justice, I am really interested in them, but I can only take them in small doses because I have to like very carefully dissect what they're saying and like understand it and take the time to do so. Bad Feminist is a good, like, that was a good thing to, like, get me in the, like, headspace to be reading that material. Because while it is, she does discuss very serious issues, and she does have a lot of, like, wisdom and insight. She also balances it out, balances, wow, talking is difficult. She balances it out with, like, discussions about, like, can I be a feminist if I still want to watch, like, Real Housewives? Or, like, Then she talks about her history as, like, becoming a Scrabble player out of pure boredom. And, like, I just really found when I was reading it, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm reading someone's, like, blog post or I'm listening to a podcast. Like, it had that same feeling of familiarity that I think is hard to come by when you're reading about, like, a bit more, like, nuanced and complicated subjects such as, like, intersectional feminism and, like, what it means and, like, how to truly like is there a way to truly be a feminist is there such a thing as like a bad feminist also she's a ted talk that if you want like the book summarized in eight minutes you could also just go watch the ted talk but either way i recommend listening to her because she is great love that and when you're talking about like the familiarity in in writing that's what i love about this book this is the book that i was talking about earlier about that i've been reading that made me want to write a book and just go for it um, it is You're a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. You've probably seen it. It's the yellow book that says You're a Badass across yes. the front. And my mom and I recently went on a like self-improvement book kick. My mom had like this happy hour in the park sometimes with her mom friends. And one of the moms rec- recommended Melinda Gates's uh, Moment of Lift book. And my mom's like, I need to go out and get this, like, now. She's like, Julia, want to come with me? And I was like, yes. Because at the same time, I was looking at self-improvement books because I, <laughs> my dad and I had a really good talk. And he was like, you should write your book. And I was like, facts. So I picked up this book. And it is so refreshing. And it feels like you're talking to a friend. But it is also so, like, deeply profound. I will say, though, for you, it is a little bit more, like, theoretical, And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that, like, you don't have to be religious, but you have to be at least a little bit spiritual to kind of understand, like, it talks a lot about, like, the terms that come up are source energy, um, raising your vibration. um, And it talks a lot about, like, the theoretical of possibilities and kind of, like, you can interchange, if you're religious, the source energy for God and raising your vibration to, like fate or whatever but it requires you to be a little bit more theoretical but it made me realize that the first chapter alone had me thinking for like two days because (laughs) it basically talks about 
oh, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but it talks about how, like, a lot of these things that you're struggling with and you just can't, like, get yourself to do, a lot of it might be ingrained in your, like, subconscious, and your subconscious is, like, um, is preventing you from progressing. No, no matter how hard your conscious mind is trying to move forward, and they use a lot of really easy metaphors to understand, which is really helpful for me as, like, a visual. Mm-hmm. let me talk about another thing too i have been wanting to read colin joe's memoir so bad yeah i have too i just like keep forgetting it exists one of us just needs to get it the other one i wanted to read was what is it tina fey's book i oh my god bossy pants that should have, that was also a great book because I literally have that book on iBooks. And it's one of those where, because I do not have unlimited data, if I'm stuck in a situation where I don't want to talk to someone, I'll be on my phone like pretending I'm doing something important and be reading Bossy Pants. I just opened up iBooks and it was the first book to automatically open because I'm just Praise constantly rereading me. it. It's so okay, good. So I, I should read that book? Yeah, it's really good. Okay, sounds good. We will come back to you with some book reviews later. Exactly.